This podcast contains adult themes and language. We will discuss race, religion, politics, and other adult content. The information provided is purely for entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Steak and Shrimp Show. I'm Maggie. I am half black and half Mexican or Latina X or whatever the politically correct term you'd like to use. And I'm Bill and I'm 100% European white. Uh, <laughs> Cavacho, white devil. Cracker ass cracker. Cracker ass cracker, whatever. And uh, we've been together for almost 30 years and we wanted to talk about our relationship and educate you youngsters on what it's like to be in a mixed relationship all right well hello my little corn fritter good evening <laughs> good evening good afternoon good day how are you doing hagen Dawes. yeah Hagadaga. <laughs> um i'm doing good I'm super stoked for today's episode. And why is that? Because we got a special guest. And who might that be? <laughs> Sir Lode. Hey, everyone. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> our oldest, our dearest, our greatest. Happy to be on the show today. <laughs> yeah. Mixing it up. Always good. Christopher, our son. The firstborn. The firstborn. The fruit of our loons. Yeah, fruit of my loins. Oh, it's quite the introduction. So uh, what are we going to be discussing today on the on the episode? I think today we need to discuss um, behavior. Okay. Um, we talked, Dad and I had talked about this before, about talking about maybe how all three of us were punished or not punished as in how we grew up in our household. Okay. Okay. Uh, and maybe give a little input to that behavior, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. Um, okay. So in other words, what, you know, the difference between growing up in a brown household and in my case, a white household. <laughs> a white household. Okay. Yeah. And you being a mixed household, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Although yeah. technically I would be a mixed household too. Right. But I think. But I have I two would, browns. I was going to say, <laughs> I would suggest that you're going to get your ass whipped at the brown house. Regardless of what flavor of brown you're going to get at White House, it, it may be different. Right. Things may go awry. Yeah. Probably so right. I would like to ask a question. Okay. Of, of you, son. Growing up in the household that you did and venturing out into the world and hanging out with white kids, how did you see things different in, in white households as compared to what happened in your household? Okay, so, well, as you guys know, I had a really good friend named Andy, and his parents were very <laughs> traditional people, very strong Catholic people, so yeah. their child-rearing really resonated with your guys' own, because it was very strict, very respectful, parents-oriented, and if you talk back, you got smacked. Wait, so, so you perceive our... Well, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, in that in stark contrast, I saw a lot of similarities between his parents and mine. So, you know, that, that was really easy to fit into that household. Uh -huh. When I got into high school, I met a friend named Ryan uh -huh. who treated his mother specifically way different. We would we'd be hanging out at his house and she'd walk in to check in on people's and he would scream at her and call her names and yell at her. No. Oh, yeah. All the time. He'd be like, get out of here, mom. You're stupid. Go away. No. And she'd be like, she'd tuck her tail in between her legs like, oh, I love you, son. Have a good time. And just oh, leave. No. She was always, <laughs> she's always like coming in, asking if you need stuff. He was always yelling at her. And yeah, and that, that was an eye-opening experience because I had never seen anything like that between my household and my best friend's house. So that, I was blown away because I knew for, if I ever tried that, in, in our house, I was gonna get lit up. So, <laughs> by who? Probably both of you. Definitely, mom for sure, <laughs> and, and probably dad once he got home. But yeah, that that was a crazy experience, and I, I definitely chalked it up to being white. That's a that's a white thing that I would never have seen in the colored people house, especially my own. Well, <laughs> but again, you just already said too. You you wouldn't have seen that at Andy's house either. Yeah, and they were white, and they're white as the white. Can be the white is driven snow. Is they're ethnic. 
Well, that's true. They're, they're Europeans. They're, they're, they, Eastern they're, Europe. From Europe. They're from Europe. They Europe. are very ethnic and they're very ethnic in their beliefs, yeah. in their celebrations and everything. So specifically, we're talking about white Americans behavior, not necessarily all white people's behaviors. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then and, and back in Ryan's house, too, his dad was a kind of a stoic guy and. Ryan didn't really give his dad too much lip, but he was always yelling at his mom about things. They're always really? telling her to shut up and always, like, just screeching at her. It, yeah, it was crazy. And even to the point where it, he had a few friends over, including myself, and his mom came in to check in on us. And uh-huh. she was just making the rounds. He's telling her, he's yelling at her, screaming. And then she left, and a couple of other buddies who were also white were like, dude, calm down. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Settle up. Yeah, and he's like, "What? Well, she just has to know, you know. She has. She can't just be barged in here." And we're like, "Hey, it's not that big of a deal. It's, it's gonna she be hard." Just, yeah. I wish. I wish a nigga would. Yeah, and that was a <laughs> that was a stark contrast to you know what I had seen growing up. So that that was I was blown away. And mind you, I saw that when I was like sixteen. I wasn't twelve when I saw that. I, it, he was old too. So yeah. This takes me back to when you were about five. And you came home from kindergarten and uh, you did something and I, I don't even remember. And I was like, you know, do this or do that or you're going to get in trouble. And then like you were like, you can't hit me. It is against the law to hit me. And if you hit me, I'm going to call the police. Get some white instruction. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, what? told you that and you're like my friend jason or whatever said that you are not allowed to hit me and that if you hit me that i am supposed to call the police and uh report you and i was like okay well that doesn't matter go ahead call the police but you remember you have to wait for the police to show up and while you're waiting i'm gonna be beating the shit out of you (laughs) because i'm gonna go to jail anyway so i might as well get it in good while i'm waiting plus you'd be stuck with me i said and then furthermore do you really catch these hands while you're (laughs) waiting (laughs) and i was like and then while i'm in jail you don't get to be at home because they're going to take you away they're not just going to leave you in the house it doesn't work that way i'd be batching yeah there's no second secondary follow-up on that you're like but that's not what my friend jason said and i'm like well that's the way it works he goes, but you're not supposed to hit me while you're waiting for the police. <laughs> hadn't, like, hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Once the police get called, all the beating stops. <laughs> yeah. So I, the- I specifically remember getting the belt one time. Uh-huh. From me or from him? From you, mother. One time when I was really little. And um, I didn't. you and I never butted heads about things no. thereafter. I don't even remember what it was about. I just specifically remember lying face down on a bed getting hit with a belt like twice. It, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. So, and I remember you, Dad, we had like a couple iterations. We didn't really go around around too much. Uh-huh. The, one point sticks out in my mind. Like we had just moved to Ridgeway. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I was like, I was feeling a little butthurt because we had just moved out of Montrose. Right? Uh-huh. I was in high school. Uh-huh. So I was, I was feeling a little butthurt, feeling a little acting out-ish. Mm-hmm. So we, we drove to the local gym. We're getting out. And I fucked up the parking, and you're like, "Hey, nice park job, or you know, nice, nice parking." And I'm like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself." And you're like, "What was that?" And I was like, "Nothing." So then we go into the gym, and we're starting to work out, and I'm like, "I'm fucking throwing a hipsy fit and being moody, and like throwing the weights around." And you're like, "What's your fucking problem, huh? What's wrong with you? You want to go outside and settle this right now?" So yeah, that that deflated my ego real quick because I didn't want to, you know, go out in the alley and get slid by my own father. So I, that put an end to that. You know, again, you know, around like 15, 16 years old at that point. So which is I never, pretty normal. For which that. is a normal yeah, age yeah, to be, yeah, you know, totally. trying to tone the line of act out in this. Yeah. And yeah, I never went back and tried to toe the line again. I kind of called it a day at that and, uh, you know, minding my P's the, and Q's. The reality of it, though, is that honestly, you three boys were so very easy. Uh, because you crushed their souls right out of the womb. <laughs> yeah, there was a definite knowledge in the house knowing that if you fucked up, Someone was going to get you physically. It was there was always going to be a conversation, of course, about this is why you fucked up and you don't do that. But preceding that, 
was always going to be an ass whooping. Preceding, before it or after? Before before the conversation of this is why you fucked up, uh-huh. there's always going to be an ass whooping. Oh, I see. The you ass does, it doesn't make first. sense. To, yeah, it doesn't make sense to you're like, this is why you fucked up. I'm going to beat your ass about it. You got to take the beating first and get the lesson afterwards for uh, maximum yes. impact. Here's why. That, that's the, and I agree because that's, that is exactly how uh, I feel. Yeah, like and that was always a tone like in the house. There's a moral at the end of the story. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you got to go through the tribulations in order to get to the main idea. Who do you think set up that system? Given that, you know, mom, you were primarily around the house for the, the young age child rearing, you set that foundation first, and then dad continued it once we were, you know, of older age where we could, you know, spend time with him working and stuff. Would it would it would it interest you to know that I used to have to like get after him and chew his ass because he wanted to be your friend. He didn't want to hit you, he didn't want to argue with you, he wanted to Sit down and brotherly discuss every aspect of y'all's interactions. No, knowing dad's history with his father, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because I know dad said that him and grandpa Tom used to come to blows a lot. And he didn't really like that so much. Well, So it, yeah. it would make sense to try to like avoid that, curtail that by being more of a buddy-buddy or hash it out, communicative yeah. type. And I was like, that's not going to work. And she was right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, <laughs> to, to that point, there there is definitely a merit in you know, kind of doling out a physical punishment to, you know, not in order to, you know, subvert bad behavior. And that well, makes sense. And, and you can't be a buddy-buddy in order to reinforce, you know, not to do certain behaviors. And I understood where he was coming from because he wanted to talk things through. But um, and like with us growing up, there was really never an explanation while they weren't angry when they were doing the hitting which is where I yeah. came up with the concept of beating you first so that you understand you've pushed me to the limit and then discussing with you after why it is or what the hell you did. Yeah, we didn't, I didn't get any like explanation either. It's like, it'd be like, yeah, I'd fuck off. She's like, wait till your father comes home. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then this fool would come in all mad about, you know, Work. life in general, you know what I mean? And then, and then I'd have to deal with him. And, there, and you know, I knew what I did, you know, I knew what I did, but there wasn't like, you're not supposed to do the X. Why? Yeah. Why are, you are, weren't supposed to do those things? They would just and, be like. And, you know, quite frankly, if I fucked up and I, I just, you came home and beat my ass, I might be more inclined to do it anyway, just to say, fuck y'all. You know, if we're setting the standard <laughs> not to do something and you're not really fully ex- giving a full explanation as to why that's a disappointing behavior or why that shouldn't be done, you know, I, I, I might feel inclined to just to go out and fucking do it some more. Yeah, well, and guess what I spent my whole childhood doing? Yeah, exactly. Everything everyone told me not to do. Whereas with me, I did everything that I saw them getting. I did the opposite. Of well, not but you had, you had the advantage of older siblings, too. Him and I do not. Right. But I don't remember my older siblings. By the time I was paying attention, my older siblings weren't getting spanked anymore. They weren't getting berated anymore, even. Yeah. They were, like, out the door. So really, me seeing the physical punishment aspect came from the younger ones, because those two, particularly, not even so much. Yeah, but the baby. I mean, how old were you when your neck when Dennis was born? Seven. So you had to learn something between zero and well, seven. I, I didn't say I didn't. I said yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, oh, what, oh, I see. The remember what I remember that that actually formulated how I was going to do my own kids came from the two younger ones, you know, like hearing, seeing my dad beat the shit out of the boys and saying stuff like, uh, don't hit your brother while he's sitting there hitting the boys. And I'm like, it's counter fucking productive. Right. They're, they're getting beat to shit. Yeah. Don't hit people. Well, I'm hitting you. Well, I'm hitting you because of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, here's a story that I'm going to tell along those lines. And I hadn't been uh, with your mom, but matter of fact, uh, this was real early on. We hadn't even moved in together. And I remember I was sitting in the living room with her dad, and we were just chit-chatting. And we, um, you could hear some hubbub in the bathroom, like your brothers arguing. Bickering. Yeah, you could hear. Hey, well, they you know, always we, did. They, they were always bickering. And you just kind of hear it in the background. But in and your dad's like, this is so. This is one of my favorite stories. And your dad's like. Oh, excuse me a second. He puts the cigarette down. He shuffles in there at the at, at the speed of stink, like just strolls <laughs> in there, like like nonchalant as hell. 
And I didn't, I didn't expect anything because in my house, like you knew what was going to happen because there'd be a lot of yelling and screaming and carrying yeah, on. And yeah, you were forewarned. There was fear forewarned that you knew something was coming down the peak. He went in there and kicked their asses. I mean, you could hear the bell. Shikpah! 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 Daddy, no! No! I told y'all not to... Shikpah! No! Ah! <laughs> and then, and I was like, holy shit. He walked out here calm as a cuke. And then he comes out. He shuts the door, shuffles back in at the same speed of stink, sits down, picks up his smoke, pops it back into his head, and continues his fucking story. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. How do you know when you're fucking up? You know what I mean? Like, there's no. How do you learn the pattern? You, you know what I mean? Well, like, <laughs> how do you know when it's coming? Like, like he, okay, they so had no chance. They they didn't know. Like, he didn't say, "Hey, you guys, cut that shit out." And I'll well, put you through the wall. That, yeah, that's the point. There's no threats. There's no nothing. At a certain age, you know when you're fucking up to the point where you're gonna, you know, receive the wrath of your parents. Especially yeah. and, and if if you start issuing threats without following through on them, then you're just a, a useless disciplinarian, right? Which, so in order to nip yes. in the bud. My, you know, no warning shots fired. It's yeah. a fucking fight on sight. Yeah, yeah but nobody ever got put through the wall in the seventies. That was just some something people said. Yeah, and <laughs> my look, brother. And look what happened. If, if All my... your generation are a bunch of shitbags because they didn't get beaten up. <laughs> and the ones that did didn't learn shit because their parents never talked to them about it. You know, my brother. <laughs> it might be true. Exactly. You know, my brother. It, if my dad put him through all the walls, he said he was going to put him through. Like the house would have fallen down. Yeah, knocked all four walls by down. the time he was four. You know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, here's uh, here's a funny thing about speaking about threats. My dad, this is so fucking funny. And, well, it wasn't funny at the time, of course, but at the t- <laughs> but now looking back at it, it's hilarious. Like he would threaten you with something. He he'd tell you what he's gonna do to you, and then he would then tell you how you're gonna feel about it. <laughs> Some other words. It's like so I'm gonna I'm beat your ass, you- and you're not gonna like it. Like that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, "You keep that up, I'm gonna put you through that wall, and you're not gonna be very happy." <laughs> of course, you're not happy. Yeah. I like you're gonna be joyous. Yeah. I'm in the wall. No, but, he, but he paid you this, the, the, the courtesy of telling you how you're gonna, how feel, you gonna about, feel about it. how you're gonna feel after he hurt you. Maybe so, he wants to let you know that he's empathizing with you. Yeah, well, maybe so. Like I've been there, and I, mean, I, I went been, through the wall. I, I didn't like wall, it. Yeah, so you're so, not gonna like it either. You never know. Who do you think was stricter? You, mom. Me. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you crushed his soul when the moment appreciate. he was born. Well, they you they know, yanked you out of it, out of your womb, and you're like, <laughs> well, in the early formative years, mom did the vast majority of the child rearing, and I don't think anyone would really disagree no, with that. Absolutely not. So, you know, of course, she's the one that kind of laid the groundwork for, you know, strictness or, or who's gonna. She she set up the rules and then set the parameters for how you're gonna follow them. Do you think that's the reason to this day, if you were to get into a physical altercation with your mother, you'd fall on the floor and wallow around like a worm? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> no, he doesn't 100%. because he doesn't want to hurt my feelings. Well, and then at the age of 30 years old, you know, it's still your mom. I don't have any malice. So, of course, I'm not going to try to fucking cave her skull in. So, yeah, it's but, always going to be play fighting. But how about the time? How about the time you threw her on the kitchen floor and and, and put the fucking uh, legs yeah. in and then put the, yeah, the sleeper and, hold on her. And you know what happened after that? She started wheezing, couldn't breathe, so we're not, we're not doing that game no more. <laughs> well, the last time I went all out, I almost killed her. Yeah. Well, you're like, I can't breathe. And he's like, if you can breathe, no, you, can, can you can talk, you can breathe. Yeah. Which we know that's not true. We know that's not true, yeah. <laughs> And I, and I thought that was funny. It's funny now. It's funny now. In retrospect. It was actually pretty funny that day, too. Yeah. I don't think I was butthurt about it. He was, no. d- dad was standing in the corner, like, dumbfounded with like, a surprised look on his face. Yeah. Because the whole thing was set off as we were standing in the kitchen, and I was messing with you, yeah. Mom. Uh-huh. And I think I was uh, swinging a piece of, like, two pieces of bread in the background. Oh, something like no. that. I think, wasn't I messing around? Was that a different incident? That was a different incident. It well, was either, a well, spatula. Spatula. <laughs> Well, either way, the inciting, like, the inciting incident was you're like, don't hit me again, or I'm going to throw this water on you. I'm like, no, you won't. So I hit you again, and you threw like a half full cup, cup of water. water on my person. Yeah. So then we had to, we had to come to blows on that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because your dad's always claiming that he doesn't understand why people, uh, grown men particularly are afraid of me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what that is. You know, here well, I, I am. Grown peop- here people I am. in general, because I go into all sorts of scenarios 
In fact, I'm currently dealing with a scenario now where with kids, and they're not really kids, they're teenagers, you know, 17, 16, 18, somewhere in there, mm. who are pigs. And I make them clean up their stuff before I clean up behind them. And they're like, okay. <laughs> well, let me, let me throw this idea out. You know, you, you definitely don't, to me, you know, exude an aura of fear, per se. But you do exude <laughs> an aura of, like, sternness or uh, authority, you know, in, in certain spheres. <laughs> so it may be these people are more responsive to you being stern rather than, you know, them being afraid. And, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know why they'd be afraid of you being stern or what would compel them to want to follow what you're saying, but, fucking you know. a mystery. It's a fucking mystery. But if you have two parents that are kind of lackadaisical, they don't really pay much attention, someone comes in and starts barking orders, yeah. they're probably going to, you know, snap too. And Yeah, we well, might. I mean, I think, I, I think on some level, kids want to be, you know, given given parameters. I, I really do. Structure. I think they do. I, I think they want to, you know, on, on one hand, they want to do what the hell they want to do, but on the other hand, they realize on some level that they need their... They need guidance. Well, and I had another client who would sick me on her kids. She'd be like, Maggie, they're not doing this. Blah, blah, blah. Go get them. Well, it's a lot easier (laughs) to know how to carry yourself in the household or in the world if you know what the rules are. That's true, too. It's true. So you you set a standard of rules as a parent, and then your kids can either obey them, and then nothing happens, or they can, you know, kind of toe the line, and they get their ass kicked. Hmm. And, you know, the same thing applies to adults. Well, that's true. true, too. And that's why these dumb shits out in the world right now, like, when you punch them in the face, they get a surprised look on the face. They don't know. They didn't realize it. They didn't. They never learned the, the the parameters or the signs or the signals that hey, I better cut it out or else something bad's gonna happen. Right. Well, that's the thing is there. Those are timeout kids the, right there. The whole there were during the nineties when I was raising you and you were little. There was a whole split in thinking of how to uh, discipline the children, and one of the things was timeout. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, the theory behind it is that a child should never see anger or upset from an adult. Yeah. And then I, my, the other aspect of it was, and then children don't learn limits. Yeah, there is yeah. no limit. Yeah. And then yeah, 10 years later, when I'm punching them in the face in the bar, they're surprised. Yeah. Cause it, if you never know what causes someone to be angry or upset or frustrated, then you continue to do whatever you do. And then yeah. when they feel that way, you're going to be fucking confused. And then, to what the feeling is, as or, to the why. Yeah, as to the why. Yeah, yeah. Why, why you your action caused it, and then why you, you know, incurred these repercussive activities yeah. to yeah. your fucking face. I just, I just watched a, a video where this stupid lady comes up to these two guys. They're sitting there minding their own. A lady and a guy are walking by. These two dudes are just sitting there visiting, and this lady, they end up bickering about something. Lady throws a cup of coffee on one of the guys. The dude gets up. And socks up the guy, and, and she gets in the middle of it, and he socks her too. And the guy was like, all like she was all in his face, like, oh, blah, 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 you're a bitch. You're blah, 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 blah. And the dude's bleeding. You can't see his face. You can see him from like the nose down, and you can see all his blood. Like, pop. he's like, I can't believe you hit me. Why did you hit me? What's going on? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, these people. Yeah. Don't have a concept. Yeah. And and the guy that the guy that did the punching was actually a gentleman because he just did a little bit of socking, and then he went and sat back down with his buddy. You know, by all rights, had that been the wrong person, that he would have stomped them both out, and yeah. they deserved it. Yeah, he was a gentleman. <laughs> I think. You yeah, know what I, mean? I think that was at the results uh-huh. in a combination of changing of parenting styles, and then in society, there's definitely been, a, you know, a, a change in ideas as to like fighting. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, previously, it was. I. I. It seems to me. And talking to you guys and then the media at the time, it was pretty commonplace to, you know, you have an issue with someone, it's a fight. You can yeah. fight it out. You're not getting arrested. You're not getting a record. No. No. You're not you're not getting tased or whatever the no. hell. No. Now, today, you know, the America being as litigious as it is, before a fight even starts, people are worried about going to jail or getting sued. And so they're so much quicker to just want to, you know, push around and, and argue with each other, but never want to lay hands. Or, or you see two people trying to incite a fight and one's always... They're, they're both like, well, hit me first. No, you hit me first because no one wants to be the aggressor. Or, yes. or, or these stupid laws that, that you see online where people are like, well, I feel threatened. Therefore, I have the right to do that. But they yeah. never want to incite you know, the violence because they're afraid of the legal repercussions. Yeah. So, Meanwhile, yeah. everybody born in the ghetto, and I don't care what ghetto, black, white, green, or yellow, none of that shit matters. That, that's like an upper middle class thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, well middle that, class and up, I would well, say. And that's why a lot of people feel like they can go take time out of the day to step into someone else's world and, you know, like try, the story you just said. Like the yeah. story you just told and cause some violence. And then they're surprised when they, when they yeah. reap what they sow. Yeah. And then, um, and then they're just really quick to point out, well, like, well, violence didn't have to happen that way. So I'm going to call the cops on you. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm filming you. I don't know. I, you know, I want to see the video one time where someone talks a bunch of dead and, and then like they're filming the other guy and the person snatches the camera out of his hand, smashes the camera and beats the shit out of him. I, I I love that idea right there. I, I just like the camera's gonna protect him. My camera, I'm filming you. I'm protected. What? I'll take like that. Like the girl with the taser. Yeah, like the girl with the taser. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I did. Exactly. Yeah, she got drug out of her car. And <laughs> she <laughs> she thought that got taser, faded. She thought that taser was gonna keep her safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, Little did she know that you know three strong black women. What? Uh, just one. I thought it was a couple that like drug her out of the car. Nope. One just helped the other with the door. Uh, <laughs> the other it. one was like getting her through the yeah window. through the window. Yeah, and, and the it, other one was like, "Let me help you." Yeah, and it was funny too because it, it was like seeing like a well-oiled machine because they didn't say nothing to each other while they're no. whipping that chick's ass. But she deserved it. It was like a hive mind. Here's another. Yeah, <laughs> here's another story, and I don't know if this is quite uh, uh, the difference between. Uh, disciplinary styles or not but remember when we were in the basement son and tom and emmett were down there and uh tom emmett wanted some of tom's skittles and after he, yeah, gulped, after he gulped all of his and, and tom you know savored his and, and emmett got pissed at him and threw something at him and knocked him out of his hand and spilled him all over the floor and tom lost his mind yeah that, <laughs> and what did you do bill well but what ensued next is tom went ape shit and started chasing him around the basement. Well, I was like, let's see how this shit unfuckin' ravels. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what happens. I want to see what happens at that's the end. That's not a good yeah, like, That's why mom's always a disciplinary. <laughs> Probably so. Because it was like, it was like. It that was like and the fact that he would always fall asleep when he was. But also, to be fair, I also stood by watching. Because I yeah, wanted but, to see what happened to it. But you're. But I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't the one expected to, you know, lay down the law. But, but you're broken up. See, I would have let it. I would have let it run to that's the end. That's bad. Because they were in around the basement, like. Like Benny Hill style, like, dee 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 dee. Yeah, like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, and then went in for a while, then you're like, hey, fellas, okay, take it easy. Yeah. And Tom's like, this is furious. Tom was out for blood. It was a good throw, though. You got to admit, that how are you going to pitch something like 10 feet away and hit somebody in the hand and knock it out of their hand? Emmett's a turd. He's got a good arm. He was a little turd when he was little. He was, yeah. He used to fuck with Tommy a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. want to sit there. Remember when you'd ask that yes. fool for a, a, a fry? Why? He'd bite two thirds of it off and give you the little yeah. shitty oh, stem of it. Oh, wet and yeah. slimy. Yeah. What a day. He's a miser. <laughs> <laughs> he's still. <laughs> he's still pretty tight. He but he's, be, but he's he not. He might a be tighter than you. Yeah, he's pretty tight. He's not a dick though. He's no. a real nice yeah, guy. He's a nice guy. But he's, but he's, he's yeah, he definitely had his moments back in the day. Yeah, yeah, he was a piece of work. Oh, oh so, okay. So. I'm the disciplinarian. I'm tougher, which is funny because I think Emmett said the same thing. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Emmett said the same thing. Yeah. So I must be. But Emmett doubts me on every level. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> like... he said he can't. He told Daddy he can't get chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally he goes, flat out. He's only ever seen you with the one, so maybe there's some merit to well, that. Well, no. I, 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 <laughs> him and I were somewhere, and his, this chick was working me over. I'm like, did you see that, Emmett? She was after your old man. And he's like, oh, Dad, I don't think so. I don't think you get <laughs> yeah, chicks. You, I don't think you get any chicks. I like, like the idea mom. that in your yeah. eyes, you're a in Emmett's eyes, you're a pudwhacker. Oh, I'm a total. I'm a spud. I, I'm a, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm a loser, that's, yeah. that's the prototypical father-son relationship every son thinks his dad's a doucher unless unless his dad is some kind of like ladies man multi-billionaire mogul but the thing of it is too is they didn't really see the same side of your dad that you did nah no he didn't see that that's yeah already thirsty on thursday guy yeah. that you got to grow up with but that doesn't necessarily translate to getting shit. they think i'm a nice guy no no what, what i'm no, saying is he didn't they didn't see like the aggressive the, the the drunk yeah <laughs> the fucking lunch meat fight in the living room yeah yeah, yeah no shit yeah <laughs> so I think so, your I think your childhood compared to theirs was a lot more interesting because of all that oh all over the place it so. was definitely a lot more eventful uh, than I think what they had experienced then why can't you remember anything <laughs> I don't yeah. know what happened when I was eight but I can tell you what happened when I was fifteen just fine. Emma can't, can't remember anything from like last week. He's got like a memory like a goal.
goldfish yeah. too. Like I don't. I remember shit from when I was like four. I remember. Shit from I remember I my like mom being a giant. Three. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So. I remember, Do you remember you, me being a giant? No, yeah, I remember, you remember Stubby being a giant. I remember That's you being question. a giant dickhead, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I can remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you mean remember from that? this morning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember that really good. Yeah. Um, another thing I was gonna say, going back to uh, how the people get raised and stuff, like real early on, like it was like all these rules and shit in my house, and I don't, you know, growing up, my parents' house. And something happened, and I, I okay. And something happened somewhere along the lines, and everything got real loosened up. And I don't, I don't know what it was. You know, I don't know if my parents just finally just said fuck it. You know what I mean? Or I, you off. think they were less restrictive or disciplined with baloney and your sister yeah. over you, you being I, the firstborn I, and whatnot? I think they started giving up a little bit. <laughs> Lost yeah. hope. You know what I mean? Like, because it was just a constant battle. Like, I was always just like. Fuck oh, they own. gave up on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they kind of gave up on in general because they, they, they were like, oh, it's supposed to be like this and you're going to be like that and blah, 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 blah. And, I, and there was a lot of fucking friction. And I think later on, they like kind of like, well, God damn it. You he know? ain't killing anybody. He's really not hurting yeah, anybody. Yeah, it, it, see, it seemed like they like kind of let loose after a while. They're like, all right. Yeah, you got to figure at a certain point when your kid is in their mid-teens and you have three of these guys now. Yeah. Their personality or their, you know. <laughs> maybe they wrote me off. They're like, well, maybe we can sell it together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to kind of cut your locks and figure the bread's baked and focus yeah, yeah. on the ones you can still yeah. uh, mold. Yeah, yeah. Why, why throw it good money after bad? Yeah. Know? Oh, that's wrong. Get this but, one out I of the mean, way. I mean, come on. It's like the trolley like scenario. Save the ones you can and fucking let the other one go. That's right. That's right. Out <laughs> in the wilderness. Beat it. <clears throat> Again, I guess I'm thankful. And I don't know if this has to be with how I did it or whatever, but I'm thankful. I feel that for the most part, you three boys were really easy. If I said, don't do this, generally speaking, you guys wouldn't do it now. And I think that's probably a combination of your parenting, but also all three of us are pretty mellow fellows. Yes. You're not as high strung as dad sounds like he was when he was young or, or baloney <laughs> is currently. Yeah. You know, and a lot of those uh, kids today, you see, a lot of them are pretty hyper hyperactive, I guess. Or high energy, and I think a lot of us I mean, are pretty chill. Emmett was pretty high, high energy. Yeah, we stood around and told him to shut up. But what I was gonna say is, but he wasn't high energy in the sense where he was just like running around willy nilly. No, but he'd get agitated. He'd get agitated. That was different. And throw on the floor, lay himself on the floor, and scream. And yeah. then take a nap. Remember, he we find yeah, a like tucker himself out. You know, he think he nap weird underneath places. the kitchen yeah, table on the chairs. On the know, chairs. I wonder if that fool he was having blood sugar issues. Now that we're saying this out loud. Because you're right. It seems like he'd go apeshit and then he'd end up sleeping. I wonder if he was just And it was hungry. always around like lunch when he was in the middle of eating. He'd always fall asleep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I wonder if he was just having blood sugar issues. Could be. Maybe. Could very well. Just unlocked a 30-year-old or, well, what, 15-year-old mystery 20. 15 years too late. No. Well. Poor him. Better late than ever. Poor <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't fall asleep on the chairs now, so I guess the mystery is kind of moot. Nah. Nah, he's a night owl. And he likes to stay up. You guys up. are all mellow. All three of you are night owls. Yeah. You are too, if you don't have to work. Well, yeah. at least you used to be. I don't know if no, you've changed. I you. still am. I tend to be a night owl too. Stubby, uh, <clears throat> at your house, who kicked the most ass, your mom or your dad? My dad. Yeah. Um, he was a disciplinarian, like the the head, the mm, head HNIC. Well. In the discipline department. He was, he just physically kicked more ass. Yeah. Uh, they were both as far as like disciplinary and about equal, I would say. Yeah. Um, she he was the one more dull, <laughs> who would dole well, out more she justice. She was the one, she would like, would yell and rage at you. My mom was a rager. She, would, would she threaten you with your dad? No. Would she, she didn't do, give you the old no. way to, did you ever no. tell this fool that? Did she ever, did nope. you ever threaten him? No, you just no. took care of your own business. Yeah. I didn't need you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't need you. Yeah, she handled her own affairs. And half the, I probably didn't tell you about a good well, 70% I mean, of the shit that they that I had to contend with well, because you, it was you done. Dealt, yeah, it was yeah, done. It was over. Yeah, well, you put it to bed. It yeah. was over. There's no point in kicking his ass a no. second time. Well, there was no point in me saying anything to you because it was done. Yeah. Unless it was yeah, an issue. It. Every once in a while, I would say, I had this conversation. I want you to back me up and have the same conversation. Uh. 
from your side of it yeah, right. because I don't have yeah. a penis. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to walk around with one and all the stuff that you guys had to go through are different than we did as females, teenage females yeah. and teenage males. Like that time you caught him bopping his baloney in the living room. <laughs> What's in the living room? <laughs> it was in my bedroom. No. Yeah. Or the time I caught you bopping your baloney. Oh! <laughs> That's what you get for airing my dirty laundry, asshole. <laughs> Don't ever pick up my boy. Exactly. You see how this shit goes? You're about to catch mom's hands now. <laughs> you know how it goes. So you, no matter what you say. I know. The odd guy out. I don't want to say I'm the odd man like, out. <laughs> see, this is racism. I'm the odd man out because of the color of my skin. You're the odd man out because I didn't give birth to you. Exactly. Uh, Just like your me, mother. The game was stacked from the beginning. That's why, we, you wouldn't have them. that's why between you, Grandma Barbara, and Grandma Tom, Tom's always odd man out. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah, my dad. Leave my Billy alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my no. Billy can do no wrong. He is a sweet, sweet angel. My mom does. It's so funny. Like, like I could be the biggest fuck up and was do this stupid shit. My mom always backed me up. Yeah. Always yeah. backed me. I, I do. My I punch people in the face was... and hurt people and shit. And they come in and my mom like, well, let me tell you your yeah. son is not that special <laughs> or whatever yeah my mom always backed me up so uh, yeah no it's um I, I forgot what i was gonna say well i asked about your mom and who oh and yeah my mom was a room. rager with, yeah. so she would start she would like get so mad i don't think she could even think straight she yeah. articulate her words <laughs> so she would like you and she'd call all 30 of her kids and then still wouldn't get your name right. And she, so she'd grab you and she'd shake you or she'd throw, throw, stuff. A, throw a shoe at you or a pen or whatever oh, was closest yeah. to you. Um, of course, it wasn't to me. It was to my brothers. Right. But Speaking she, of which, <laughs> another story, an early Matthew's story. I remember your brother Cram was about six and we were, we were eating pizza. Your parents had bought pizza. We were sitting down and crammed. There wasn't a table for him. And he was little anyway. So he's standing next to me. And he's eating and having a good time. And opens his mouth. And is like, and just tears off this big burp. I was like, whoa, that's a big burp for a little kid. And then I see your mom looking around. There's a pen right there. She grabbed it. Ran, flipped it, ran that thing at him. It went end over end and hit him right in the eye. He's like, ah! <laughs> It was so. That was the thing. And that's why so my funny. brothers would do shit to and like do shit in front of her and like take off. She was always throwing shit and it would get, and she hit you, you hear her in the hallway. It was like boomerang. Yeah. Maybe that's where Emmett got her from <laughs> with the skills thing. Yeah. But I'll never forget that she was looking around and I think he wasn't just paying attention. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he was just, oh, la, la, bah, do, 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 you know? And then she's looking around like, what's this woman up to? That pen right in the eye. Bloop. And, and she was, she was like, I mean, you, you know. And she story. didn't tell him nothing. Nope. She you didn't tell him nothing. You the story about her getting into that bar fight. Yeah. And throwing pool balls at that lady. What oh. is it with Mexican ladies and being able to throw things? And why aren't there, why isn't there a Mexican lady baseball team? There I mean, is, I'm sure there, there is. There has to be. The, 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 you got the biggest uh, pool of pitchers on the planet. <laughs> Dead-eyed dicks, every one of them. Yeah, so that was the thing with her. She would just get so irritated and so mad. Um, she just couldn't even. She just couldn't even. She just couldn't even think about it uh, and properly execute anything. That's funny. It was just all yeah. rage. It was all rage. She just gets so like, do it, do it. But, you know, she, it, when they were little, little, she did spank yeah. them, you yeah. know, but she was always the, and don't hit him in the face and the, make sure you only spank him and hit him in the pampers and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, so she didn't go off the deep end and choke anybody. No, no. That's why they well, had to get pens in the eyes later. That's why they got pens in the eyes later because she figured <laughs> I did so nice to them when they were infants. This is the thanks I get. Yeah. Bigger kids require bigger disciplinary action. <laughs> Running over with a taxi. And then she yeah. would say, like, later on, you know, she would feel bad. And she would, but she would say stuff like, well, you made me do it. Yeah, I'm sorry you made me do that to you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I made you do it. How did I make you do it? That makes no sense. Yeah, you're you're up. Up. I yeah. wouldn't have had to chop your arm off. Exactly. But, but, but she just, would, she was, 
she really didn't mean that you made me. She just couldn't articulate it that right. I I shouldn't have let myself get so pissed mm-hmm. that I got to that level. Yeah. And then my dad was the silent thing, but my dad, after a certain point, mm. he just got so tired of giving them warnings. Because he would, you know, he'd tell him and tell him and tell him. If, he, not if, him. if this yeah. is the third time in oh, the last two hours that he's telling the boys to be quiet, yeah, he's not going to tell them anymore. Yeah, that, sometimes actions speak louder than words. That's it. And it was, yeah. and the boys the were always fighting about the same thing. So what was what was going to be the warning about? They were always fighting about like the same three things: who ate all the cereal? Get out of my way! I was here first. <laughs> Bust themselves. <laughs> No, that had nothing to do with the boys fighting either. It was just always, yeah. I was here first. It's my turn. Yeah. That kind of shit. So yeah. what was, stop, stop fighting about that. The warnings were already done. Yeah. So he just slide in there and then. Lay waste. When he would <laughs> open the door, if you could be there to see their you expressions. You could hear a pin drop. If you could see their expressions, <laughs> they were like, fuck. What? They knew it. And then. It would be golden for like two days. <laughs> and then the little goldfish brains would forget, right? Yeah. It would be, be golden for two days. Why did... Yeah. I've got a question. So what are you going to do, son, if you end up having fruits of your loins? <laughs> I think that's the best thing that I've seen, the best way to discipline it, I think has always been a combination of a, you know, spanking or... A you combination know, like a left right yeah a like, combination of like a spanking and then a conversation uh-huh. about it i think anything beyond that is either ineffective or it's like way too far you know, I I'm, agree. Not, I'm not gonna i'm not i'm not gonna be like go out and cut the yard that's your punishment i mean that doesn't tell you anything that means that that tells me that he can go up and fuck up and he has to do yard work and that's his punishment you know what i mean what's, i knew what's the lesson there i knew a dude he he would fuck up and his dad be like go put your running shoes on <laughs> he'd drive he'd drive him Three, four miles from the house and be like, see you later, motherfucker. And make them run back. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then that always inspires, to me, that would be like, well, then what's the point of coming back? Why well, don't I just run away? And I, I don't think if I have kids, well, I want them that. not to come back. I, I want them to, I think your job as a parent is to be able to teach your kids right from wrong, right? Not that if I fuck up, I, I, I have the option to not come back or I have to run home. I mean, I'll be physically exhausted, but what are they really Well, learning? and I think, too, the biggest part of proper discipline and uh, is to set up your kids that when they're adults to know and realize that not everybody puts up with their bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They well, that's, know. that's the big lesson. I think I mean, oftentimes, really, rules. I think oftentimes yeah. a lot of people, it, 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 I see it more so from white people a lot. They think everybody should just understand them and put up with them because they're there. And right. it's like, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Okay. Nobody fucking gives a shit. <laughs> it, yeah, and then in my experience, which is probably you know pretty skewed and biased, but all the people my age that I've ever interacted with, or you know commiserated with, or had some understanding with, they're always pretty mellow people, and they always receive pretty much the same disciplinary action. It's always like a little a mixture of ass beating and a little mixture of life lesson conversations with the parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, I I always saw the the result of that, and I always seemed to you know resonate with that, and it seemed to be really effective. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've known. I've known anybody that I was friends with that would act a fool like that. That had that did like had the kids like your friend Ryan. Yeah. That um, I think everybody I ever knew had a common. It's the same type of discipline. <clears throat> the, the, the guys that I grew up with, I I didn't have any um, friends that acted like that in the house. Everybody was afraid that they get a foot in their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but how did they raise their kids? <clears throat> yeah, well, because that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because that is yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like in my life, like going around, like like you were talking about Ryan. Like I never had that friend that talked to her. Yeah, like that. At, at a certain point, there there were a shift in the paradigm. You know, came about in terms of parenting and all that. Yeah, and someone made someone made the doc um, made the idea present that spanking your kids was psychologically damaging. Yeah. If you spank your kids too much, they're going to be fucking invalids or psych- psychopaths. Or so, or, oh, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I think that, that cut off real quick. And then there was always a – there was a trend for timeouts or 
talking to your kids or taking away certain amenities. Yeah, you got to bring yourself down to their level rather than bring them up to yours to explain to them as a a human being why what their actions, one, have uh, consequences, and two, why you shouldn't do that. If if you never bring them up to your level, they're always going to be fucking five years old and never think they can get away with everything. Yeah, the expectations are never set. The expectation are... Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something whatever I'm gonna do whatever I want. Everyone's gonna be fine about it because they're always gonna talk to me the way I feel I should be talked to. Yeah, yeah. which is not the way the world works, especially well, well, if you leave the U.S. Well, and yeah, and if you mess up, I mean, and there's all kinds of ways to get punished. Like if a kid never understands that, like if you fuck up, that there's repercussions. Like there's all kinds of stuff. Like something simple as you don't pay your bill on time. Well, they're not gonna come and spank you. Yeah, but they're gonna charge you more, well, money, yeah, and more money, and then they're gonna cut it off. And they're definitely not then, gonna like put you in a corner for a, an hour to, yeah. think, to, to quote think about what you've done. Yeah, they're just gonna punish you financially. Yeah, and, but you know, people have to learn that there are consequences to your actions, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. So. So, what is your biggest takeaway <laughs> from our household? What is in, your biggest, in, not you, him. No, no, but I mean in what? Yeah, that's well, a really broad well, question. Well, I'm trying to like narrow it down here. What is, what is one life lesson that you learned from us? Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> the one that stuck with me the most and, you know, has carried on is talk to your kids like an adult, you know, like, like I was saying previously, you don't talk down to them. You don't you know, go down to their level, you bring them up to yours, you you let them know that you're not gonna be a kid forever. You're gonna be an adult one day and you, you provide them the skills so that they can succeed. And by doing that, you always you you have a certain level of respect for your kids. You know what I mean? And I, I think that included in a parenting or you know mentoring or teaching you know position which what being a parent is, uh, I think that's really paramount to making a well rounded individual. And, and it really helped me growing up. And, um, yeah. Do you think that we could have or should have sugarcoated things a little more? Do you think we maybe over-adulted you? No, because the problem with sugarcoating is at some point it gets unsugarcoated. So yeah. if, if you spend your whole life in a sugarcoated world, someone's going to come along and ruin it for you, whether that's your parents who perpetuated this lie, which kind of undermines the whole theory of trust, or you're going to get fucking smacked in the face by some dude on the street. Because you're 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 roaming around in a world that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <clears throat> that was the one thing growing up. Um, like uh, we weren't. Well, there's a way to do it, I guess. You're not gonna you're not gonna talk to a four year old about getting you know having sex and right. doing drugs. So there, there's a, there's ways to do yeah, it. Yeah. There's you, layers. There's layers. Yeah. You don't want to you know tell them about Santa Claus when they're three because or God doesn't exist or death or whatever but you gotta at a certain point you gotta not sugarcoat it you gotta have that those conversations yeah when they arrive at a certain level you gotta talk yeah, to them well, straight and not well, run a bunch of that, smoke up their ass right yeah, yeah I always figured that I if they were asking the questions yeah. I would that's when I would answer the questions yeah now, yeah, yeah you can't be gaslighting like, the kids I would try to like make the answer their level of digestible yeah for them. I mean I'm not gonna sit here and you know, start telling you about porn moves if you're asking about sex. You right. know, that kind of thing. Dirty Sanchez. Yeah, there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely a balance. And only you can know that as a parent because you, you're going to be the ones that, you know, know your kid's current developmental whatever. Yeah. What they can handle. What they can handle, yeah. Yeah, that was one uh, That was one thing that in my household growing up, it wasn't that they sugarcoated anything, um, but they never, like, my, I, they never talked about anything like in i never knew when my parents were happy or sad or broke or had money and that's one thing that i always hoped that you had an that i the boys you guys had an understanding of is we're humans too and we fuck up too right and yeah, we're just old. yeah i think if there's always not always but there there's a big thought as a parent that you you can't air in the eyes of your children right you have yeah. to be perfect you have oh, to be no. the ideal model of a person for your kids so you don't want to tell them about you know the the money's running out or the bills are going to get cut off or you know shit like that yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. i understand that fear but i think it's scarier as, as coming from a kid or being you know a previous kid you know we all were but i think it's scarier finding out about that after the fact yes than being talking to while yeah. it's currently happening that way you, yes. you have better yeah. coping mechanisms for when catastrophe strikes yes 
you know. And I, for one, know for a fact when it comes to that, particularly the you're putting people up on high. Yeah, putting yeah, them on high, and yeah. then they knock themselves down, or you you start to see them as how fallible they really are. Yeah, it, it, like, it can be really damaging to you know idealize or you know have yeah. a hero complex about your parents, and then they're just doing regular human stuff that doesn't align with your with your model of them. And yeah. then you start feeling shitty about your own parents. Yeah. Well, yeah, you wake up one day and you're like, wait a second. They're just people. Yeah. I thought they were like a king and queen of Spain. Yeah. I they're... mean, it's well, cool if your six-year-old thinks you're their hero. You're a six-year-old hero. That makes all the sense. That. The yeah. most. But at a certain point, they have to realize that you're human. Yeah. Well, also you know? too, though. Well, and what if they're dumbasses? I mean, let's face well, it. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's the, the other thing. The other part of that too is not knowing that they fuck up too. And then you're wondering why are these things happening? If they are so on top of shit, why is all yeah, this shit yeah, happening? Yeah, why, why am I starving? Why don't I have electricity? That kind of thing. It's, yeah, yeah. And, and it was fine one day, and now it's not. What happened? And if you never talk about it, the the kids just learn to normalize that behavior. So then they're going to do it themselves, thinking that's what yeah. thinking that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, they just perpetuate. No, that's true. That's, that's true. true. So, yeah. well, I think that's a pretty good episode. What do y'all think? It's pretty good. <laughs> not bad. I, I thought it was going to be a lot. Fucking more fucking around and comedic. Yeah, no, it definitely had a lot of uh, serious, serious tones going on. It was serious tones. I also expected a more although levity. You, although you did out me about catch me about my baloney. Hey, stuff. you outed my boy. Oh, Jesus. You started it. I did start. Now you're going to get spanked. <laughs> and we're not talking about your monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take care of my own monkey. Thank yeah. you. Me and mom are going to team up on it. You've had it coming for years. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Speaking of teaming up, remember you. when I shoved you in the van? <laughs> <laughs> like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in there like a turtle, like scrabbling around. Yeah. So for our viewers out there, if you ever meet my son, Chris, in public, he is ultra ticklish. <laughs> you're not my mom, so if you tickle me, I'm going to sock you up. <laughs> Strangers going to be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Are you the one? And uh, I can easily get, get over on him. In fact, most of the times that I've gotten over on him, because he's way bigger than I am. Is because I just tickle him to death. <laughs> he falls around <laughs> turtles. Wallows around the floor. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, fellas, thanks for being our guest this evening. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. We'll yeah. have to have you again another time. Maybe something a little bit more uh-huh. light. I, yeah. I'm surprised this is too. Is that what I thought? I, I didn't think it was going to be a serious discussion, but okay. there it is. All right. Until next time. Smell you later. Bye, y'all. Toodles.